0: Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I have a great show today for you guys. I'm going to be talking about why does God allow death, suffering, and evil? Listen, this is a topic that many of us struggle with and wrestle with. And listen, not just non-Christians. A lot of us as Christians wrestle with death and suffering and pain as many of us have lost loved ones and we have as we look at the news and we see instances of kids being murdered kids being raped and um, uh, sex trafficking and things of these nature and even when death hits close to home when we lose loved ones and Whether young or old, this is a topic that many of us wrestle with. And I'll I'll admit there's times where I wrestle with the concept of death and suffering. And so I really want to dive into this topic and strive to give you guys hope and clarity from the word of God. And so listen, I'm super excited. Listen, share the show with somebody. Make sure you tell somebody about the Path of Revelation podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Every Wednesday, I'm dropping a new episode. And so listen, I'm super excited. If you have any prayer requests or any future suggestions uh, for future shows, you can um, go to pathofrevelationnow.com or email me at pathofrevelation at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. But listen... What I want to do is I want to start off by playing an interview by the comedian Aries Spears. Um, most of you may be familiar with him, but I I want to play this interview because this is one of the things that really inspired me to do this show. And when I say just one of the things, I really mean one of the things. I was on Twitter and um, I believe it was Track Stars that shared the interview. And it said um, they put the caption how would you respond to this and so um, I'm gonna play a quick snippet of the of this interview um, with Aries Spears talking about um, death and why he's almost an atheist but one of the reasons why I want to play this interview is because I believe that a lot of the things that he says in this interview or the snippet that I'm gonna play represents a lot of the things that many of us wrestle with as it relates to evil and God and, and just death and suffering and so I want to play this um, the snippet of this um, interview um, as um, real quick with Airy Spears and so I do not own the rights to this interview and, and, and I've always said, I'm, I've, I'm, I've always
1: been in a struggle with religion mm-hmm. and God, because I, 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 I know that there are more of them out there, but I, I think I'm this close, if I'm not already there, to being a, a, a black atheist. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, just, I don't know that I believe no, in no, God. No, there's I, a black atheist. There's I, yeah, I, a lot of them. I haven't completely crossed over, but I'm like Anakin Skywalker. I'm, I'm so close to the dark side uh-huh. that I'm, I'm starting to feel like my faith in, in, in religion and humanity Uh, and what this all is supposed to mean is a bunch of bull****. Really? Yeah. Faith and humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense to me because I hear, you know, and and, and listen, I know for a comic, one of the most challenging things to do is to try to do material that's deemed taboo Mm -hmm. and risque. And one of the biggest challenges that I want to take on is to be able to go in front of a black audience and say, I don't believe in God, which is blasphemous because we in the black community, like Richard Pryor said, black people, we tight with God. Yeah. You know, um, That's our boy. <laughs> and I just don't understand how we as a people historically put so much faith into this thing called God. But yet for 400 years, we were in chains for 400 years. We prayed for 400 years. Black people have a saying in church where we go. The pastor comes out and he goes, um, uh, God is good, ain't he? And we say all, all the, the time, time, all the time. God is good. All the time. 400 years all the time, the 60s all the time, the four black girls that died in the church bombing in Alabama all the time, the nine black people shot by Dilla Roof in church, praising God. You would think if the, if the one place you are safe, mm-hmm. a safety zone is in his house. And if God and the angels can't protect you in his house all the time. Mm-hmm. Give me some of the time,
0: okay,
1: but not all the time. God is good, some of the time. And I don't listen, and I don't know whether God is black or white. But here's my thinking: Let's just say, okay, God is black, mm-hmm. and people, you know, slaves are praying, and oh my Lord, 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 mm-hmm. freedom gonna come one day. Well, freedom is inevitable. We were not want to stay slaves forever. So you mean to tell me, 400 years later, finally being free, now we want to go? He might not come when you call, but he's always on time. If 400 years is on time, that's tardiness. So if God is real, he's a nigga, because he's late. And if God is white, you're putting all your praise into this white God who clearly didn't give a fuck about you either. Mm. So which is he? Is he black? Is he white? If he's black, why wouldn't you look out for your own people? If he's white, now you're showing love to this figure who kept you locked up. None of that makes sense to me. And you say you haven't totally crossed over? No, be- no, no, because no, because I, I look at things. I look at things like when I travel, and I've been all over the world, and I look at certain places, and I look at the beauty of certain things in terms of the earth, and mm-hmm. and, and, and just animal and nature, and I go, it's got to be a God. Right. When I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm, and certainly when I'm in, there's got to be a God. <laughs> this feels so good. But then I pick up a newspaper. And I read how a four-year-old girl gets kidnapped, raped, and murdered. Now, I know they say God gives man free will. If God gives man free will, okay, I get that. But like the mafia, women and kids should be off limits. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nothing more terrible. I have, I have three kids. I have, my youngest daughter is five. Love her to death. I couldn't imagine what it, might be, what it must be like for a child to feel the terror mm-hmm. of I'm losing my life. Where's my mother and father? Yeah. Someone help me. And if God can't step in at that moment and go, look, I know I give man free will, but this is a kid. Thank you. All bets is off. Thank so you. I don't, I don't, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Right. This, too much of the, of what goes on in this life does not make sense to me. I don't know if I'm overthinking it. I don't know that because I'm getting older, I start questioning my own mortality. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you're arrogant. Yeah. You think you're going to live forever. You think you're going to be, look like a movie star forever. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, think you're the baddest and the best in the world uh-huh. but the older you get and your back starts hurting and you make a noise when you get out of bed and you know, what's this pain on my knee and you start questioning your mortality and you realize
0: through being humble uh so this that was the snippet of Ari spears interview and and, and i just want to hop right into it because i believe this this topic comes down to answering two questions why does evil exist and why does God allow evil things to happen and so as I answer these questions I don't want to come off as minimizing or lacking empathy when it comes to death and suffering because this is something that will or has affected all of us at some point in time um, it's a it's a tough and a hard reality that we will experience some type of suffering or death in the human experience and so my heart goes out to everyone who has lost loved ones um, those who may be grieving like my pray, you are in my prayers and my heart goes out to everyone who has been a victim of abuse or rape Um, everyone who may be angry at God. My heart goes out to you. and, And anyone who has experienced these things, these things are horrific realities. And I want to be very sensitive to the fact that the effects of these things are very real. And so as I strive to answer these hard questions, I do not want to come off as telling you or anyone else to just suck it up or get over it. No, that's that's not my intention. Cry as much as you need to, grieve, mourn, but I also pray God's healing and restoration and comfort be just as real as the pain you may have experienced or are experiencing. You know, I remember when <clears throat> And and by any means, I'm not trying to make my situation anybody else's. But I just remember when when my grandmother passed away and how, you know, I went to work like the next day and out of nowhere, while I was working with a uh, a customer, man, I just bust out crying um, uncontrollably. And, you know, I had to step step aside and take a moment, get some privacy, man, because death hurts, you know. And listen, I I will admit when it comes to this topic, when it comes to specific things. I don't I don't want I do not understand why God allows certain things or I don't want to claim to have understanding, a full understanding of why God allows things like kids to be raped or slavery and things of that nature. Um I don't want to claim to have a full understanding. Um, But I am confident that God isn't the author of evil and he hates it. I'm also confident that God will use all things to accomplish his purpose and work all things together for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purpose. And so I I believe in the reality that just because God uses something doesn't always mean that he's the one responsible for causing it. And um, one of the examples that I'll give is like I've shared the story of how my dad was conceived by rape. God doesn't condone rape. God hates rape. But yet we see even. In the instance of how my dad was conceived, God still had a purpose for my dad. God still had a plan that came out of a wicked act. And so because God is sovereign and God is in control, God knows how to let his purpose Prevail even in the darkest of situations. And so when I look at like it's situations of my dad, my dad went on to be chief in the Detroit Fire Department, a mentor to many boys and men and just an example of integrity and what it means to be a man of God, literally saving countless lives. And if we, if his situation was looked at, oh, he's conceived by rape, let's just abort him, then I wouldn't be here today talking about this topic. And so it is a paradox in a sense that though God doesn't condone evil, God still has, per- ha- his purpose would still prevail even in the midst of a, d- a dark situation And so one of the things that Aries Spears acknowledged in his interview is that we have free will. But I believe that it is just as important for us to understand why God gave us free will. Like God didn't make us robots. God gave man free will because first John chapter four, verse eight, lets us know that God is love. And one of the pre- primary prerequisites for love is choice. Like, for example, I didn't force my wife to choose me. My wife didn't force me to choose her. But because I love her and because she love, loves me, I chose my wife over all other women. And she chose me over all other men. And so one of the primary prerequisites for love is choice. And so God didn't make us robots, but God desires for us to be in loving relationship with him, to worship him, to reverence him, to know the depths of his love for us. And there's the, the, the awful reality that sin severs that. And that sin separates us from God and one of the consistent themes throughout scripture from beginning to end is choice God is constantly warning and telling man to repent of his sins and to turn back to him and like Hebrews chapter 3 verse 15 lets us know it says today if you hear his voice Do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion. Don't reject God's love. Don't reject God's mercy. Don't reject God's call to fellowship and relationship. And so I'm aware of the the reality that evil exists because man sinned against God with his free will. And here's what we have to understand about sin. Sin never just affects the person who's sinning. It always affects someone else. When a drunk driver gets behind the wheel and he drives and he crashes and kills a family or whatever, it it never it doesn't just affect the person. If I go out and and steal or rob and i get thrown in jail or prison it's going to affect my family everything that we do whether good or bad affects someone else there's not a choice that we can make that just affects us so evil exists because man sinned against god and romans chapter 5 lets us know this romans chapter 5 verse 12 it says therefore just as sin came into the world through one man referring to Adam and death through sin and so death spread to all men did you guys catch that so because Adam sinned the bible lets us know that sin because Adam sinned it brought the curse of death death is literally a curse the Bible lets us know because Adam disobeyed God and because he was given dominion over the earth. He was the first man he was to set and establish the order of humanity. But because he sinned, we're all born and we're all born in sin. You cannot not sin if you try to. <laughs> we are prone to sin because it's in our DNA. And so the Bible lets us know in Romans 5 and 12, because when Adam sinned, sin came into the world and death through sin. And so we die because of sin. Every last one of us are going to are going to die one day because of sin. Romans 5 and 17 lets us know for if, and this is the good news in light of the bad news, for if because of one man's trespass or sin, referring to Adam, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man Jesus Christ the reason why the world is so messed up is because men and women reject Christ the Bible says the free gift abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness is free Salvation, say salvation from death, the the curse of sin is free. But because of our pride and our egos, we reject the gift of God and we consider the goodness of God foolishness. It's amazing how we can we can not give God credit for the good things. Or the good things that happen in our lives but the moment evil things happen we're pointing the finger at God and blaming him for what's wrong yet when things go good we take the credit for them and so the very evil that we blame God for is the exact reason why Jesus came the Bible isn't shying away from dealing with what's wrong in the world the Bible isn't shying away from dealing with the evil and the horrific nature of sin and and what we see going on death and suffering but God is saying that Jesus is the answer he is the solution but within all of this, why does God, It this, and, so, and I hear some of you saying, but this still doesn't answer the question, why does God allow evil things to happen? Or how is God good all the time if he allows evil things, like Aries said? And, and I respond to that and I say, listen, hear me. It's vital that we understand that suffering and death are not a sign of God lacking goodness but a sign of men's abundance of wickedness and the fact that we live in a fallen world as the result of Adam's sin 1st uh, John chapter 3 verse 8 says whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil for the devil has been sinning from the beginning The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Listen, here's a reality. We're all going to suffer and die one day. God never said that we wouldn't have to deal with death or suffering, but he actually tells us to be prepared for the opposite. The Bible guarantees two things, that we will suffer and we will die. But if God is all powerful and hates evil, why does he allow it? I believe one of the reasons that God allows pain and suffering is to remind us that we need him and produce obedience Hebrews chapter five, verse seven through nine says in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. And so, if Jesus, who is the Son of God, learned obedience by the things that he suffered, how much more we? Though God isn't responsible for evil, I'm convinced that God uses death and suffering to cause us to look at eternity because some of us would never consider God if it wasn't for evil, because we are naturally hostile towards God because of our sin nature. And some of us forget about God when things are going well and and we're not, and, and when things are going well, we're not really giving God 100%. Even some of us as Christians, like with some of us as Christians are just going through the motion of life. And we're giving. Every area, every other area of our life, our, our ambitions, our jobs, our our our, our um, entrepreneur endeavors, we're giving all of these other things attention and God is getting scraps when God wants to be the source of. Of everything, He wants to be our everything. And so I believe one of the reasons why God allows death and suffering is to remind us of our need for him and that this world is truly lost without him. Because some of us, even in hearing this, when some people hear this, they may say, man, well, that's not good enough for me. And, and I would submit there lies the problem there lies the problem what should humble us some of us is the very thing that hardens our hearts before God and so there's a reality that this world is dark because of sin not because God isn't good and so the ultimate tragedy isn't death, but it's actually dying without trusting in Jesus. Because here's the reality. One of, and let me just say this. One of the reasons we struggle with this, this topic is because we view this life as the end all be all. Yet God refers to this life as just a vapor, and here's here's what's interesting about this. The Bible says that this life is is just a vapor, but it doesn't make a distinction between the person who lives to be one years old, five years old, or a hundred. It says this life is a vapor. And listen (laughs) it, it the Bible like so many wonderful promises in the Bible Romans 8 chapter chapter 8 verse 18 it says for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us and so what happens is we put so much focus. And again, I'm, I'm I'm saying this with the mindset I'm not trying to minimize. I don't want to minimize the grief and the pain that death and suffering brings. But one of the problems with with us as humans and even many of us as Christians is we put so much emphasis on on this life. And Christ is constantly telling us to look to eternity look to heaven let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Colossians 3 & 2 set your affections on things above not things on this earth Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10 verse 28 he says and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. And what's interesting about that scripture is Jesus didn't say, don't fear him who may kill the body. He says, no, don't fear those who will kill you. Meaning some of us are going to die for the sake of the gospel. He says, but fear God above these people, reverence God above all others. And this may seem to be an impossible task for some of us, but I want to submit something to you today. Just as real as the grief and the pain and the frustrations that we deal with as the result of death and suffering and pain and disappointment and rape and abuse, just as real as those things are, the power of God is just as real. The healing power of God is just as real. And Jesus said something so powerful in in John chapter 16 before he ascended back to heaven. He says, I go away, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. He says, I'm going to send a comforter. The spirit of truth, the spirit of God. And he says, and he will dwell in you. And he will lead and guide you into all truth. And so one thing that I've learned is that we need the grace of God. If you don't know the Lord, you need to know the Lord. He died for you. He died to save you from this thing called death. Because there's coming a time when those who are in him, those who are in Christ Jesus will not deal with pain anymore. There will be no more suffering. There will be no more hurt. There will be no more sorrow. And so and, and, and the scripture says the the suffering of this present isn't even to be to isn't even to be compared to that. Revelations chapter 21, verse four says, and God shall wipe away tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away listen though we're all gonna die you don't have to stay in a place of, of death you don't have to go to hell you can live again and because Jesus rose from the grave like he said he would then we we know him to be who he said he is and we know his word to be true and so we don't even have to wait to to heaven to experience this peace and this joy and some of us are so weighed down with fear and grief from of suffering and death we're burdened down because we we fear death some of us are restless and and, and don't have any peace because we're looking for a solution to what's wrong with us internally externally What do I mean? We're looking to find fulfillment in things that are external. We're looking to find fulfillment in our jobs, in money, in clothes, in cars, in trips, vacations. But Jesus said this in Matthew 11, verse 29. Through 30, he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He promised in Philippians chapter 4 to give us a peace that passive all understanding, a peace that doesn't, that isn't predicated or based upon our external circumstances, a peace that dwells on the inside of us because he has given his spirit. He has made his spirit available for those who are repentant and submitted to him. And, and and the Bible says this, it says the sacrifices of God are a broken and a contrite heart. That means, God, I need you, God, I don't have all of the answers. This what I'm seeing, all the death like it's like, man, it seems like every week, it, you know, I'm just seeing tons of people being announced as dead from celebrities to non-celebrities. People are dying from Kobe Bryant to like, it's just, it's like everywhere I turn, I'm seeing death. And so we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear suffering. What's amazing about Jesus before he ascended back to heaven He talked about the promise of the Holy Spirit, but something that I don't hear a lot of people talk about is how he prophesied to 10 of his disciples or 11 of his disciples what their fate should be. And he prophesied to all 10 of his disciples who would later become the apostles and prophesied that they would all die as martyrs. Except for John, who was actually boiled alive for preaching the gospel, but he survived. But all of the apostles died as martyrs. Like Peter was crucified upside down. I forgot who else was crucified. You know, they they died for the sake of the gospel. And so. It's interesting that what was what's interesting about the the New Testament church is they viewed suffer, suffering and death for the sake of the gospel as a privilege and an honor because they knew their reward was Christ. And now I'm talking to the church now. I believe a lot of us as Christians wrestle with suffering and death and why is God allowing this to happen? God, I thought God was good and and we're we're our faith is beginning to deteriorate. And one of the reasons why that is is because Our attention is on everything else but God. We don't even have a full grasp of God's promises for those who belong to him. We're so consumed with shows like power and award shows and the latest trend on social media. What Republican versus Democrat like we're into everything but our word. And when we are in our word, we can't even fully grasp and hear um, what God is saying through his written word, because we're so tainted by the world. We're viewing even God through the lens of the of the world when we should be th- when we should be viewing the world through the lens of God. In other words, viewing the world through the lens of Scripture. And for some of us, man, I'm going to just keep it 100. Because we're in a... And I wasn't even planning to go this way. But we're in such a society that is information driven. And a lot of it has to do with the internet and social media. We're being bombarded with so much information. And, And many of us as Christians... We're reading. We're, we're listening to 10 podcasts a day. We're reading. We're trying to read a book a week and while trying to read the word and we're getting so much information that we're not even taking time to actually digest what we're taking in. And so we don't really have a filter to filter out what um, what is beneficial and what's not beneficial for us. And we're tr- and we're trying to combine that with the word. And really, our our view of the word is off because we're tainting it with so many other things. Some of us need to just stop reading and listening to other things and just focus on reading the Bible. Some of us don't need to read uh, motivational books right now. Some of us don't need to watch um certain YouTube channels and get external information from other sources, some of us need to get a solid foundation in the Bible and really sit down in prayer and say, God, teach me your word, reveal yourself to me and surround yourself with people who know more about the Bible and have a tighter relationship with God than you. See, we overcomplicate things because we're getting so much information. We're getting information from here and there and there and everywhere. And listen, I I we sometimes we just you just got to sanctify yourself to the Lord. That word sanctify means to set yourself apart. Sometimes you have to cut out the distractions. You have to cut out the other voices so you can hear and see God clearly. Because the Bible says when you draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to you. When you seek, you'll find. And so listen to the listener who, who, who may. Now I'm talking back to the person who who doesn't necessarily identify as a Christian. And you may be wrestling with some of the things that I shared with you today. Listen. If I leave you with anything. We're all going to die one day and the Bible says that. We're all going to stand before God in judgment and give an account of the deeds done in the body. Things said and done. Jesus. God gave Jesus as a gift to save us from death and suffering. And though we will experience it in this life, this life is but temporary and not even to be compared with eternity. You and I don't know when we're going to breathe our last breath. Tomorrow is not promised. There are people that we thought were gonna be here today that are no longer here. There are people who have passed away that we were just watching last week or two weeks ago, and they're no longer here. They are in eternity right now. And here's the reality. You don't know when you're gonna die. I don't know when I'm gonna die. And so we have to make our calling and an election sure. You cannot afford to gamble with your eternity. You can't afford to gamble what's eternal by being reckless with what is temporal. And so please, my plea, my pl- I'm pleading with you today, give Christ a try. Turn to Him, and it'll be the best decision you've ever made. He loves you, He died for you, and you do not have to die in your sin. Listen, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions about today's show, feel free to inbox me, message me, or go to pathorevelationnow.com, leave a message. Make sure you download my my two new singles, Mocking Word and Denial. They're available on all digital outlets. If you just type in Gabriel Parker, you'll see the cover that says Denial and Mocking Word. Make sure you stream and download Path of Revelation's last project, The Peculiar, which is available on all digital outlets. Listen, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture reads scripture.